Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Carcace, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women. And your host of Millennial Women Talk. Yeah, That's going to be a new jingle now. <laughs> oh gosh. <No>. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our Atlanta recap episode. Welcome. Season dos. Dos. Can you two. believe it? I can't believe we're here. Second tour. Second year. Second year. Ooh, how do you feel? I feel really good. I think it was, um, I don't know why this tour was more overwhelming than the first. For sure. Which is weird, right? Because you would think it's like the first year, overwhelming, whatever. Totally. What I always feel that is really interesting. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people say this. It's like your first year or first like go at anything is kind of like beginner's luck. And then it gets real. Yeah. <laughs> um, this year, it got real. <laughs> it, it really did. Well, you know what? This year, we opened up two new markets. Right. Which is always really nerve-wracking because you just don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I think picking Atlanta was a really good decision. I think that a lot of our womanhood is in Atlanta. Right. And it was like, it just felt really great. Like, even like before literally arriving, which we're going to get to the yeah. whole travel. <laughs> we always have like an experience. I think that just them kind of like being excited, but at the same time, like welcoming us there. Yes. Like we're so happy you're here. No, totally. I felt so much love from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Like the women in Atlanta were just epic in every sense of that word. Yeah. And, and they so were diverse, so diverse, right? Yes. I, was I like, think wow. it was the most diverse audience yeah. we've ever encountered, which yep. was amazing because, you know, when you bring people in together and then you are able to have powerful conversations and, yeah, diversity plays that part. But at the same time, it's like it doesn't—it's diverse, but it doesn't feel diverse. Does right. that make any sense? Right. Because fundamentally, we're so much more alike than we are different. Yes, I always say that, but it's, <laughs> Why it's are we the singing truth. today? <laughs> um, I don't know. We're like in a singing I mood. Love it. <laughs> We're very, like, in sync. So let's take it back from the beginning, Mel. So you kind of mentioned, obviously, our our audience was definitely in Atlanta. And it was a city that we really wanted to go to. We didn't have much of our own personal networks in Mm -hmm. In Atlanta, I think we probably knew one person. Shout out to Christy Q. Yes. Um, <laughs> in Atlanta. But other than that, we we don't have a network in Atlanta no. at all. It was brand new territory. First time there as well. But let's talk about the travel day because that's always really exciting. <laughs> so we were really happy because we worked together um, with Uncommon Sense. Mm -hmm. And so we traveled with our amazing jumpsuit, which, by the way, it's very, very comfortable. And so we we— well, do you want to share your story? <laughs> Wait, which one? I have so many stories from this trip. I mean, it was our first event, so it was already like the pressure's on for this year. But which story are you really going towards? <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. You woke up that morning and your monthly visitor was oh, here. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> How can which I? You get very, very fatigued. Yes. And, you know, it was funny because it was almost like very much aligned to our actual topic of Atlanta. Right. Which had a self-care down there. It was so, I guess, fitting. Yeah, it really But was. let me tell you, it was a challenge. So I yeah. woke up like, okay, so we had a very early flight. What was this? Like six in the morning Yeah, flight. which you don't like to do. I don't like morning flights. Because every don't time like I them. tell her there's like an early morning flight, she's like, "But why? You no. know, I don't like these. I cannot function. No, I just can't. Like honestly, my my favorite type of flights are like either the red eye or like a night flight mm -hmm. that you get to rest and then you wake up in the new city and you're just like ready. <laughs> but like when you wake up super early, so like if you have to, if you have a six a.m. flight. You have to wake up at four, mm -hmm. which we did, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the night before you're packing and all this stuff. So, like, I didn't really, really, really realistically, really, really, <laughs> really, really realistically go to bed until, like, 2 a.m. Anyways, 
I slept like two hours and not really because I was having the cramps. And these cramps were just like, what? <laughs> Why? You just saw that like, Dory. Are you happening? <laughs> I was like, it was, yeah. So I, it was unexpected, but she came. And she was there, obviously, to stay for seven days. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I remember like arriving to the airport and just like giving Mel that face. And she's like, you're not excited? I was like, I'm so excited, but just don't talk with me. Yeah, like, like, not, like not right now. I was like, not right now. I yeah. really don't feel well. Yeah. So then we landed in Atlanta. Steph really had to take a nap. No, but it was don't even go fatigued. all the way to, to there. Like then the funny thing was just the the bags because I, I don't think a lot of people know that we travel with two oh, yeah. very big bags and they're always obviously overweight. overweight. So yeah. we have to like distribute. So it's like on the ground. We're those embarrassing out. people yeah. at the airport totally. that are trying to like put stuff in our purse and like No, and I was trying to take the heating pad with me because yeah. <laughs> Because I had cramps. So, like, I remember, like, the heating pad being on the floor. It's like, we can't take it. And my was giving it to my mom who had dropped me off in the airport. I was like, no, I need it. She said, but it's overweight. So it was, like, that whole struggle. Yeah. I did take take the heating pad with me, though. I know you did. I think you stuck it, like, in your purse or something. I don't know. I don't know what we did. We figured it out, though. But we didn't pay the over. The no, we never pay keys. the over. We we make it work. I don't no, know we really how. Do. I feel like Mary Poppins. <laughs> we are like Mary Poppins when we travel. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Okay, so, so then, then we go get back. there. We land. We land. We get there. Atlanta's really pretty. I actually really loved yeah. it a lot. We got to the room. You're like, I need to take a nap. So I was like, All right. I went and did a walkthrough at WeWork, which we love WeWork, and we've been doing all all of our events there, but not every WeWork is the same, and so every WeWork is different. This one in particular was brand spanking new, which meant that they did not have the audio equipment that we usually have. Yeah. So, Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We're a traveling podcast. There was no audio in the venue. Yeah, it's like, why are we even here? Um, (laughs) So... I was like, I brought, you know, our, we, we travel also with like, just in case, wireless microphones, but people don't realize that wireless microphones still have to be connected to something. Right, right. <laughs> and so no one knew kind of where that was. Again, everything was super brand new. People were new. So they didn't know. Yeah. So I went and um, I did the walkthrough. It did, was not successful. And I went back to our Airbnb and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I remember Guitar Center. Yes. Not a paid sponsored ad. Just letting you know. I was like, Guitar <laughs> Center. saved our lives. Yeah, but Guitar Center literally saved our lives. So I went there and I was just like, this is my situation. I need speakers. I need microphones. And I need to record at the same time. They were like, okay, great. So then I tried on all these different equipment. And the guys there were so nice. And it happened. I grabbed the equipment. I rented it out. It was only $40 for the whole day. That was You that guys, was two amazing. speakers, a soundboard. The mics were mine. Right. I was able to connect our wireless mics to their system. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to be this audio engineer overnight. Our intern, Macy, actually helped me, you know, kind of understand what I needed to make this happen. And the bad news was that I could not pick it up till the following day, which was event day. Mm -hmm. And the earliest that I can get there was 10 a.m. Anyway, long story short, it happened. I grabbed it. I learned. And one of the audio guys at Guitar Center was so nice enough to commit to come the next day and actually help me finish setting it up. So he did. And audio was taken care of. But that was the biggest, biggest challenge. That was the challenge. And the second challenge, so when I woke up from my nap (laughs) that I really needed, I was feeling horrible. I was checking in on the sign. So to take it back, like year one, obviously we we didn't have much money to invest at all really in anything that we were doing, especially the events. So we would 
brand the venue like very savvy, right? So like we would use the projector to put our logo on, you know? Um, But in this year, like it was my dream to brand, like just have a venue that felt like millennial women talk and be able to see our sign physically, right? So I made it happen. And (laughs) we were able to get a sign done. And I was so excited about this sign. And it was actually being done in Georgia. So Mm -hmm. I think it was like probably two hours away Mm -hmm. from Atlanta. But we got a great deal. I found them on Etsy. And I was super excited about this sign. So I had told them, you know, it has to be ready by this day. We're arriving on this day. So I go to my emails and just following up because I was like, I haven't heard from them. And I'm really excited to see my sign. (laughs) So I follow up and she's like, oh, my gosh, um, we're just doing the sign now. The whole office was sick. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, is this <laughs> even, like, sanitary? <laughs> like, she's bringing it, but she's like, the sign, we're going to bring it. But can you meet us halfway? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, but we don't have a car, you right. know. And plus, like, there was still so much stuff to do because we had also ordered from Amazon, like, the greenery. So I had to put together the greenery and go and get, like, the flower stuff. Yeah. So it was like, I can't. I, I can't. I was like, I can't. <laughs> um, and they're like, don't worry, because it actually was supposed to arrive the day before. Like, I thought it w- would have already been there. And she was like, don't worry. And then the interesting thing is, so then we send them a link to the drive of the logo. Right. And um, we actually saw that that was the first time that they had opened it. So we were like, oh, my God, they're just doing the sign right <laughs> now. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, I just like let go, let God kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, I really want this sign, God. But if it doesn't happen, just let them refund my money, please. (laughs) But I was still really pushing for it, obviously. Anyways, honestly, like probably four hours later, the sign was there. And I was was so, oh my gosh. That was a great feeling because it's true. Like, you know, you you do want to see sort of like your brand and your logo there and feel like it is a Millennium and Talk event. So like, I know that was a big deal for you. I felt like Obviously, I had. Well, you were worried about audio. Yeah, you know production. I mean? So I was yeah. like, "Oh God, no, no audio means no podcast." And we made the trip all yeah. the way here. But yeah, it was felt really nice to see the sign. And yeah. I was like, "Look at our logo, how pretty!" It was, it was so, an exciting so nice. moment. It really, really was. And our, I mean, you guys like our superhero brand ambassador, Mariana. Yes. Like seriously, this girl was a powerhouse. Like she came yeah. into the Airbnb like a tornado. She was like <laughs> ready to go. Which, by the way, we meet them for the first time when we arrive in these mm-hmm. cities, and we're working together for months. And she went in there and she was putting the greenery. She was doing yes. the goodie bags. Like everything was getting done. And, and we audio. couldn't have done it without her. Oh, she no. was amazing. She was amazing. She was amazing. And then event day happened. Event day happened. And then that was a whole nother storm. We, we're really sorry, Atlanta MWs, about the rosé. We literally oh, left yes. all of the bottles. There was like 10 bottles of rosé. <laughs> we realized we left oh, it in God. the refrigerator while yeah. we were in middle of Atlanta traffic en yeah. route to the venue. We just wouldn't have made it back to the Airbnb yeah. to come back on time. So we're really sorry about that. Yeah, we left it. So the, the next person that stayed in that Airbnb, you're welcome. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have 10 bottles in the refrigerator, free of charge. Oh, that that hurt because yeah. we definitely knew the women expect it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a social hour in a sense, yeah. you know. And I was so tempted to <laughs> – I'm laughing because I know the what what happened that day because my thought process was like 
I need to go to a Publix. Like I need to go to, yeah. I need to go in and, and get these girls their, their rosé. But then we also had the sign just to hang. It's so, just near to impossible. Yeah. for Once we get to the venue, it's right. pretty much impossible to leave because we're yeah. literally setting up everything. And a lot of people don't know that, but like, yeah. guys, we don't have like an event crew yet. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like hopefully like goals, you know what yeah. I mean? To have like a whole team. But like it was really just Mel me and Mariana. And Mariana, yeah. Just like, putting up the, the putting sign, everything. which I've never done before. First time we, we've done it. Yeah, we had to buy yarn from from it Michael's. Was very DIY. We super DIY guys. Like <laughs> if you want something, you just gotta do it yourself, you know? <laughs> we had bought yarn and we hung it from like the top because we had done like you know those hooks that you hook to the wall that they mm-hmm. say that it doesn't take off the paint? False advertisement. Yeah. It totally took off the paint. <laughs> so sorry we work, but we took it we took, we took care, care of, it. of it. Don't worry. But yeah, so it wasn't hanging. It was like sliding down from those hooks or signs. So we had to get yarn. We hung it from the ceiling. We made it happen. But anyways, that's why we couldn't get you your rose. We're so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Strong strongest apologies. Yes. But other than that, everything worked out amazing because yeah. we had audio we had decor and we had the best best audience ever and Beatrice yeah. for Luis Bala oh my gosh our doll leader I want to like snap right now yeah no because she really was <laughs> I mean you guys she was no, so she was powerful right that mm-hmm. conversation and just like your whole the whole conversation about how to self-care down there is like no one talks about it right so right. like and we shared this on the episode which you guys can and go ahead and take a listen but it's like me and Steph lived together and we were like we had we were using I don't I can't I don't want to say the brand. I wouldn't well, we say were, the brand. Yeah, I wouldn't say the brand, but it was a commercial pad, you right. know. And her and I were suffering from the same allergic reaction mm-hmm. and we were not telling each other. So it's like that's a problem. When we're sisters living together, we can't even talk about right. our issues. We need to start doing this. Well, I just think it's interesting. And I really commend Beatrice for this specific moment. And if you hear the episode, you know the moment I'm talking about is when she made me say vagina. Yeah. Because I was, I kept on saying like, oh, you know, down there, down there. Because, you know, going back to what you were saying, like we don't talk about these things. And at least in our household, like we had like, cute names to say yeah. things. You know what I mean? It's the, like indirect things. And it's like, Which why? Which is so stupid. It's, it's like, so it is dumb. what it is, yeah. you know? And I honestly, I said the word vagina for the first time in Atlanta, yeah. you know? And like, why not? Yeah. You know, like it, these conversations are so important. And I think that that's why we wanted to have this conversation. And there was no better person to have this conversation with than Beatrice. I mean, she's so knowledgeable across the board. Yeah. First of all, the Honeypot products, like, again, not paid or anything. These, I, We really do use these products. Mm-hmm. We have them here at the office for our girls. Like, it's legit. I yeah. I really am a big fan. because I based no chemicals. No chemicals. It's It's been great. So, like, what she's been able to create based off of a dream right. that her ancestor left her because she was going through problems right. has been incredible and then turned it into this amazing business. We learned so much from her, not only about our personal health, but also about how she runs and does her business. But I think for me, some of the takeaways, which I'm sure they're the same for you, it's the, the vulnerability that the women— you know, they were so open with us mm-hmm. and what they went through. Like, these women were using yeah. commercial products, and some of them had had to have major surgery. Yeah. Because of it. Like, right. that blows my mind. Well, it's kind you know? of interesting to see the repercussions of how some of these products that you— you think that when you're going into a store, right, that everything there is safe to use. Right. You know, people have already tried it, et cetera, but that's sometimes not the case. And we put our trust in these commercial products that— 
are just that, just meant for mass, you know, consuming of them. And it's consumption. And it's not it's not necessarily safe. And mm-hmm. it was very interesting and sad in many ways because there were some tears in this episode um, to hear some of these repercussions of some of those commercial products and what women had h- experienced with them. Yeah. So this one woman in the podcast, which you guys will hear because she talks about it, she had toxic shock syndrome because of her tampons and she had no idea she had it and unfortunately had to get a partial hysterectomy. Yeah. Which is like insane, right? Because like, again, it's like to your to your point, we, we go to these stores and we trust these products that they're safe for us to use and then they're not. Right. That's a big problem. But that makes me also excited to the fact that women in our generation are changing something, are doing something about it. Or well, we're becoming aware. You know, becoming aware and then creating products to solve the problem. Right. I love that. I love that yeah. so, so much. And Beatrice is selling in Target, in Whole Foods. She's I mean, a queen. She, she's definitely, you know, working so hard to get women these incredible products and we're so thankful yeah and she taught us about business too it was really great we learned a lot about how she runs her business so definitely check out that episode if you're looking to improve your health your feminine health and also uh entrepreneurship and how to really have a successful product line yes so next next up (laughs) so we did these two in the same day which we typically do not do. <laughs> the same day as we were also traveling back to Miami. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, wake up today too. We were exhausted. Oh my so God. Drained. We were so tired. Yeah, because we have to pack everything. Remember, yeah. we set up, we also take down, and right. then we pack everything. Oh, so, gosh. we had to go to FedEx. Luckily, they had a 24-hour FedEx place in Atlanta. Yeah, we went 2 a.m. at FedEx. <laughs> we went to 2 a.m. to FedEx to ship back the greenery and the signage and all of that good stuff back to— No, we shipped it to Austin. To Austin, yeah. Yeah, we shipped it to Austin. So we were there at 2 a.m., and then we went back. We had to pack our bags and distribute everything, so <laughs> it's not overweight. Yeah. So we went back, and we barely slept, but we woke up pretty early to go to our contributors' roundtable— and we were slugging the bags with us all over Atlanta. Because yeah, we had to get out of our Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> we had to check out. So we And we travel with like a lot of bags. Like two really large ones, two carry-ons, and then like two little like yeah. purse kind of whatever. Like the Mary Poppins one. Yeah, the Mary Poppins. <laughs> it literally does look like Mary Poppins bag. Um, so we arrived to the Contributors Roundtable at Urban Pines, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful, beautiful it's place. Stunning. But it's a media company owned by Blakely Schultz, who was one of our contributors. Mm-hmm. So we had Blakely Schultz, uh, Jessica Camarata, who's a blogger from the Blogger Societies, and then Naima Carmichael, the owner and CEO and founder of Paradise Organics. Yeah, this was so great. fun. This was great for me And I'm sure for you, too, I thought it was so interesting because all of these women are really making money, Mm -hmm. you know, online, but they're all in different avenues, right? So you have the products, and then you have the services, and then you have a blogger. And I thought that that was so interesting how we're all able to create profit Mm -hmm. via the internet. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's interesting, and I love that you asked this to Naima. 
you had asked her, like, what were you doing before you succeeded in your business? Like, what mm. were you doing to pay the bills? So she was like, I worked for FPL and yeah. I had a son. And she used those last $200 into putting, you know, into pushing her business. Right. And I think that that's something to learn, right? Because I feel like with social media, a lot of people think that it's really glamorous and easy. And you you start a business online, and you start immediately making money, and you can quit your day job. Right. Um, and the reality is, I mean, unless you have saved for it, you really do have to kind of do two things at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of have to have like a real job. <laughs> well, it, everything's a real job. They're both real jobs. But like a job that's paying your bills and then, uh, you know, you nurturing your business. Right. And she was very honest about it, which I appreciated a lot. They were all very honest mm-hmm. about it. And um, it just goes to show, you know, in any business that you are working in, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're an employee, whether you're a business owner, you know, online is is going nowhere and it's really yeah. the answer to your business's success you know and um a lot of people try to fight it right a lot of companies i feel like they want to not accept how the internet can really mm-hmm. benefit their their companies and i thought it was so interesting that we were able to you know interview these three incredible women doing mm-hmm. three completely different things yeah. and having found so much success mm-hmm. and um that kind of speaks volume for any of those people that are still hesitant about should I be having my company start an Instagram account or should I be building community around my my even if it's just a service or product based company it's you know it's not only for influencers etc it's also for those service companies product based um, companies so the internet is here to stay. And I love that we were able to really showcase that by just having these women that are super successful online and having them on our episode. So that's a great episode to check out if you're still hesitant or if you are diving. don't know when to start or how to start. Exactly. And also like Jessica even talked about like actually loving her job before she let go of her day job per se, go full-time into blogging. She really loved her job. Mm -hmm. So like you don't have to necessarily play by the motto of, I hate my job so much, I can't wait to leave and start my own business, right? So I feel like they really, all three of them, Blakely was an athlete too. Yeah. And then she got hurt. She thought she was always going to be an athlete. She got hurt, picked up a camera, found her love. So I think um, those three stories are really, really great, like how you Mm -hmm. said. If you're not sure about kind of your direction in life in general, I think this is a great episode to listen to. I think you'll find a lot of inspiration. Yeah. It was so many different perspectives. I loved it. Awesome. Okay, we just have to take a quick moment here because in all of the madness of launching season two, we hardly had a break, okay? But we knew that it's so important to keep hydrated and sometimes you're craving something a little bit extra and that's why we love LaCroix. I personally love that it's a healthier alternative for our busy lifestyles and they're available nationwide. So no matter which city we're doing our live podcast meetup events in, we know LaCroix is right there for us. It's Whole30 approved, non-GMO, and has none of that artificial stuff that honestly, we do not need. No, we do not need that. But that's what makes it so great. And Steph, did you know that LaCroix cans are perpetually sustainable and recyclable? What? I love them so much more. Me too. And that's why this is officially Millennial Women Approved. Try LaCroix today at LaCroixWater.com and follow them on Instagram at LaCroixWater. Okay, let's get back to the madness of our Atlanta trip. So once we wrapped up our contributors roundtable, we got our big bags and we got <laughs> back in the Uber and we headed to actually to shoot content because we didn't interview our mentor, Manu, till a little bit after that. So we were rolling our bags around Atlanta trying to get shots. We always do 
extra content. You know, yeah. we really love to explore the city and, and kind of showcase its culture and its highlights mm-hmm. so that we, when we're posting about it, it's authentic to the right. city that we went to. But our mentor, Manu, Yes. God, your social team, this woman. Oh my gosh, I loved her so much. And she gave so much insight. Yes. <gasps> well, let's let's first start talking about Switchyards is amazing, oh, amazing yeah. building. But her office, oh my gosh. It's so like, cute. It's like gold. It's like dream. It is gold. It's she like gave me a lot of inspiration for our office. Totally. <laughs> it's like you just like, I don't know, woke up in like pink land. It's so cute. <laughs> like it's like a dream. Everything in her office is so shall I say, Instagrammable. It's very Instagrammable. And her, I loved her, like, mantra she had on the wall. I think, yes, 100%. Every day you should wake up and say, yes, let's do that. We don't know what we're doing. But yes, we're going to give it a try and we're going to make it work. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Well, she's awesome. She had so many good bites to share with us in that interview. One of the most amazing things that she had told me that really stood out to me and it made a lot of sense was the influencer marketing versus paid social ads. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting to hear her perspective because she was like, you know, if you go the route of influencer marketing, mm-hmm. right, you're investing in an influencer in your community, right? right. Whereas if you go the route of paid social, you're just giving money back into Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> she literally <laughs> said that. And I was like, I had never thought about it like that, you right. know? And we are in an era of, like, women supporting women, and we— you know, we want to support our communities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much, right? Sometimes right. it's like, you know, we all want to change the world, but the world changes by just turning in your backyard and making small changes mm-hmm. and having that ripple effect. So, like, supporting people in your community, whether they be influencers in this case, is such a beautiful thing. And it really showcases as so valuable, Yeah, you know? And what she has done in the Atlanta community working with influencers, I mean, has been so beneficial, not only to her company, but to so many other companies that she works with in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. No, she's amazing. And really her story too, which is really fun about this Atlanta trip per se, is Mm -hmm. because the episodes are a little bit more on the business side, which Mm -hmm. we've never really done per se. So we're definitely mind, body, and soul, but we're going more businessy in this particular segment of the season, which I found it fascinating. But Manu is an immigrant. You know, she's from Brazil. Right. She she really, her company's only a few years old. Mm-hmm. She started working for Cartoon Network. Yeah. Then she went on and started her own, like kind of taking care of other people's um, Instagram pages as like a social manager. Right, social manager. And then started her own company, which now she consults, um, you know, other Instagram influencers, businesses, and has really, really been very successful with it. And she knows what she's talking about. Like, she really, really does. And you're right about the whole page social to influencer marketing, yeah, too. that stood out um, to me. You know, one thing that so- stood out to me, and this might sound silly to other people because they might be like, of course, you know what I mean? But she's like, why people are not seeing your posts? Because they're following too many people. Right. Because right now, Instagram, everybody's on Instagram. Right. So if you're ever thinking about, oh my gosh, the algorithm is messing me up, it's not the algorithm. No, people just are just following people. so many accounts. Well, imagine all the accounts, as many people, I don't know how many billions of people are on Instagram now, yeah. but like everybody's following, I mean, a substantial number of people. So by the time, I mean, they're not going to spend 15 hours a day on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So by the time that they spend those couple of minutes, they probably didn't see our post, your post, or mm-hmm. other people's posts. So Manu's solution is like go where a lot of people are not, right? So stories. Stories is still, you know, it's not that it's like new where nobody's on it. It's just everybody is 
kind of more on the posting than stories and IGTV. So like always look at those new things Mm -hmm. and then dive yourself in there so that people see your content. Right. So I learned that from her too. Yeah. I mean, really great insightful things. You guys, if if you are a blogger yourself or just on an Instagram, uh, you know, person. Yeah, a company. Looking to expand your community. Definitely listen to our mentor episode of Atlanta with Manu from your social team. Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. And then that was it. And then we literally grabbed another Uber <laughs> and went back to the airport and we had to say goodbye to Mariana, which I literally cried. I know. We we did cry. Because we spent those, what, three days just yes. nonstop together. And, and she was just so great. And she, I mean, she was awesome. Yeah, she it was is. sad. Because that was it. We didn't work together after that. It was over. (laughs) Yeah. Our time working together was over. So, and then we headed back to the airport. And then, of course, our bags are overweight. And we did the little switcheroo again. And then we landed back in Miami. And we slept. And we slept. (laughs) (laughs) But then we were off to Austin. Yes. So we're so excited for you guys to to kind of get to know now the women of Austin. It really was a special city. Again, brand new. We had never been there before. And our intern there, Marissa too. She was, I was like, Marissa, you ready? Because it's like, we're about to kind of like go all in on this. And uh, we're excited to share those episodes with you next week, kicking off with our thought leader, Jordan Jones. So that's a wrap in Atlanta. And next week, we are heading over to Austin. We can't wait for you to meet Jordan Jones. She's the CEO and founder of Pack Party Plus, the amazing millennial women of Austin. We are so excited to take you to Austin. But if you've loved what you've been listening to, please leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe to our channel on Spotify. Yes, so exciting. And let's continue to stay connected, you guys, on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Millennial Women is our handle. And we love to hear from you there as well. So until next time, MW. Always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.